Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Parker Imerell, and this is The Conversation Station. Today's guest has dedicated his life to helping people heal from pain, stress, and trauma using functional symmetry, a system of health care that he has mastered over 10 years of practice. He is not only a skilled practitioner, but also a curious learner who loves to explore the connections between physics, mathematics, and the human body. He is always eager to share his insights and wisdom with others who want to learn more about functional symmetry. He is a kind-hearted, compassionate, and professional person who makes a positive impact on everyone he meets. Let's give a warm welcome to the one and only Mr. Gabriel Moss. Welcome on, Gabriel. Hey, Parker. Great to be here. This is my second in-person episode. The last one I did, um, I had the fun experience of dealing with, um, I had a 10-year-old interface, right, for audio. Okay. And it happened to uh, completely fail. And in in the episode, it's like, hello, it was completely unusable. Oh, wow. I had to salvage the audio from the cameras. Um, funny thing is that episode has like the second most listens because it's a guy I know personally from the youth center. Okay. And so all the people at the youth center wanted to take a listen. <laughs> and it's the one episode that has terrible audio. Um, but right. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this time this guy won't fail. It's, it shouldn't. It looks great. It looks like a really good piece of kit. It is. I mean, for 150 bucks, it's the best you can get. Um, why don't you just tell the audience a bit about yourself, you know, who you are, and uh, and yeah. Sure. Um, well, let's see. I think my real journey of helping others with healing uh, started uh, started when I was 20 years old. And, um, and I, was, I, was, uh, I was drooling in a mental hospital. I was like on meds. It was so dark and so scary and so harsh. Um, and, and I didn't know what to do to get myself out of that predicament. That was a really challenging situation. Um, but what, what I did is I actually talked with a mentor of mine. So I called up a mentor I had named Andre Seltzer and he's a, he's a world renowned, um, healing arts practitioner, uh, just an amazing human being, uh, intuitive fellow. And he gave me some wisdom that I really uh, never, never forgot. And he said, Gabriel, you cannot heal for yourself. You just can't do it. You can't do it for you. You've got to do it for the people you'll be able to help on the other side. And so, I don't know, that, that shifted something deeply in me. So that, that kind of impetus to not only heal and, and get better and put my psyche back together uh, for myself, but for the people I'd be able to help later, that was a really, really important um, uh, step for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite interesting. Um, so what, what, is, what is functional symmetry? Oh, well, I, there's a little bit more in between, okay. you know, drooling at 20 okay. in a mental hospital okay, well, and where I came here. Take, take us there. But, uh, but you know, I, I always found mentors. I was always blessed with, with finding really, really high caliber people that I trusted more than myself. And that, that process of listening and following their advice and guidance um, and, and insight to get me to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And the most, probably the most significant step for me was meeting my teacher, uh, the person who showed me functional symmetry. His name's Dr. John Shear. And you could look him up. You won't find anything on him because he is, he is, uh, he is, he's a recluse. He's, 
he's kind of like one, like Yoda, you know, out on Tantooine, where you got to fly your 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 cruiser and it. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a little bit like that. So I I met him, and I started to uh, get help from him because he was a he's a, a chiropractor, and by the time I met him, he had taken it way beyond chiropractic. He was using his intuition and specifically muscle testing to understand what's going on behind the scenes of why people were struggling with their conditions. Um, and, and I would go in there with a list of like 15 things that I was struggling with. And I'd leave with maybe three that weren't totally resolved. It was, he was like a miracle worker. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Show me what you do, John. I want to learn. And, uh, what he ended up doing is, is, uh, <sighs> Uh, say, well, he said no initially. He's like, no, 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 no I, I, I can't teach. I got nothing to teach. But he died <laughs> and then came back to life. He had a near-death experience with a, with a, um, he had an aneurysm. And after that, he, he had to stop practicing, but he had time to teach me. And so he took me under his wing and um, uh, broke my ego in two and help me put myself back together again, get off of meds and, and finally find my authentic self inside and showed me the tools of not only be able, how to be able to do that myself, but how to help others do the same thing. That's awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So you were on meds and then got off of them and this, this journey is just incredible. And so, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and it, one it thing that's crazy. crazy to me is how, I, I mean, you hear stories like this where sometimes the, the, the thing that someone needs to get healthy is to stop taking medication. Yeah, you know, I've, there's so many situations where I think that could be the case now. I will say this, that it's, it's, it's unwise to just without support, without guidance, without um, someone who um, knows what the hell they're talking about, <laughs> Uh, to just get off of psychotropic medications because what happens is there's these, um, it creates a, a number of different uh, compensating mechanisms that are in the brain that, that they start, uh, for example, you take some, something like um, Risperdal, which is what I was on, and it will, it will make itself necessary. Like you, you, you essentially have much further to fall if you stop taking it than than you would if you were to taper down or to work with someone who's a professional. So I definitely wouldn't recommend anybody just get off their meds and that works well. The reason I was able to after all after like 13 plus years was because because I was under the guidance of my teacher and because I understood the guiding principles of what was influencing me to feel crazy in the first place. And to bit by bit get off of it and address what was coming up. So that's that's the only reason I would, I would, um, I was able to do that successfully. I believe it's quite intriguing. Um, so so as this journey progressed, um, I'm just curious what took you to where you are today, and then what is functional symmetry, and just take sure, take us through that, man. Sure, man. Um, <sighs> wow. So functional symmetry, I think the best way to understand it is it's a, it's a healing, it's a system of healing that does three things really well. It, it is able to assess 
what are the dynamics behind a condition? Let's say someone is struggling with a mood condition. Let's say they're depressed. For example, I, um, I had this client who was, had a good life, but she was suicidally depressed. She was like, I, I don't know why, but I just want to kill myself. I don't want to be around anymore. And it was like the serious deal. Like, oh my God, can you imagine feeling that way? God, it's like, I, I know how that feels. That's like not, that's intense. That's no fun, right? Yeah. And so what I, um, what I did is I checked in, why is that? You know, people may have all kinds of different reasons. There were some emotional reasons. There were dynamics with her, her, her parents growing up that, that kind of contributed to it. But in the end, what the result was all of that the result of all of that is that she didn't, her body didn't understand what to do with serotonin. Her body was confused about how to produce serotonin and the metabolic pathway that serotonin goes through. So serotonin starts off as tryptophan, which you get in protein. It's like one of the um, essential amino acids. And then it converts, the body converts it to 5-HTP. Um, and then it converts that into serotonin and that, then it converts that into melatonin if, as, as the, that's this metabolic pathway, they call it of how to get that ingredient. And so because her body was confused about how to produce that ingredient, that essential ingredient for positive mood serotonin, once her, once I showed her system and, and the next thing that we help do is reduce the friction. So if there's a lot of friction in the system and interference with the production of serotonin, she's not going to get as much serotonin as she would benefit from. And so I helped her system reduce the friction to that process, eliminate the information faults that were in the way of that. And then she was able to, at that point, register. I understand what serotonin is. I understand how to produce it. This isn't her verbally. This is her system behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm testing all of that with muscle testing to see like what's, what's happening behind the scenes. And once it was able to work, she was like, called me the next day. Oh my God, I'm having, I'm living life. I feel amazing. I don't, like, do you want to kill yourself? Like what's going on? No, I don't. She was fine. So it's little things like that. Once we understand the details and the dynamics behind the scenes and we're able to reduce the friction to to you know, living effectively as a body, as a as a being, um, there's amazing things that can happen. Yeah, I mean that's just crazy to me. And one thing that I've been blown away by personally is muscle testing. It it's it's infuriatingly accurate. Like like my one time we were at the store, I wanted to buy something. My mom's like, "Okay, let's muscle test that versus an apple," <laughs> and I and I, I and I just put it back. I didn't even try. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> And and yeah. it is it is crazy how the uh, the body does just know if you're if you're picking up a pack of M and M's uh, and a and a apple and a bottle of bleach, you know it's <laughs> it, it it is quite interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a real capacity for the nervous system to uh, to convey what the effect are is to the body of, of various substances. That's a very simple way of, that's one of the simple ways and important ways of using muscle testing. But there's a lot of other things that we could check. You want, do you want to try? Want to do yeah, a little like, let's do it. you know, let's we, do we didn't plan this, but, but let's, let's try it out. You, you, yeah. yeah okay. I'm ready to try some muscle so, testing. Um, so what, what do you, what do you want to know about what's going on with you or, or what, what are you curious about? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a good question right now. I have no idea. No idea. Um, 
Anything troubling you? It doesn't have to be specific or anything. Any any troubles? Anything troubling me yeah. right now? Honestly, not really. I've, oh my god! I mean, I'm I'm doing I'm doing great right it's now. Amazing. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. So I've yeah. been and I've been talking to this. I've been putting some stuff out on the mentorship group I'm on about this. But uh-huh. uh, the past two weeks, I've been getting incredibly intentional about how I spend my time. Today, I overslept a little, but. I still uh-huh. had a schedule to follow uh-huh. to to end, and I just moved things down because I had open time in the evening, and so I got up a little late and I just slotted things down. Mm-hmm. But being intentional, and I struggled with it for a while because that's in the entire part of the program is be intentional with how you spend your time. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. I and I struggled with it because I was trying to do it in a spreadsheet, and that's just wildly inefficient and wildly annoying. Yeah. All I do is I I I can't use my phone; it's right there. But but I grab my phone, uh-huh. open up the notes app, and I say. Waking up this time, and then from this time to this time, I'm showering. From this time to this time, I'm doing this. Yeah. And and I I schedule in breaks, and I schedule in you know five minute gaps of time between the things, so that if it mm-hmm. runs late or something. But then when I take a break, it's not. I feel a lot better than if I would just chose to take a break because it's scheduled. I know I'm not missing out on what I need to do, yeah. and I'm getting it all done. Nice. And that. Nice. And that intentionality completely has changed um how i've been feeling and a lot of that wonderful but um that's that's my experience but Mm -hmm. let's go back to muscle testing i don't know right now okay i'm I'm, is there a food that you're eating that you're like i don't know if this is good for me or not maybe it's okay maybe not any curiosity um, about that yes i i definitely have some curiosity behind that um what's the food what's what is a food uh, I, I eat food. Yeah, no, okay. Um, food, check. Let me let me think for a second. Because sure. there's, there's so many different th- things that I could question myself about. I mean, you be, I mean, basically, because if, if I did something, let's just go, let's just go something real, real easy, okay? Okay. I just got this new protein powder yesterday. I know it's not that great, but I got it because we were out and I needed something mm-hmm. um, for, for my smoothies. But, but that, that protein powder. Okay. We'll go with that. Got it. Okay, so let's see here. Let me see this hand here. So the left hand, the left hand is more honest. We want to have the honest hand talk to us here. So um, hold, put your pinky and thumb together and hold them, hold them together. Right there, you go. See the feel. You feel the lock in there like yeah. that. It's all. It's like a circuit of energy. It just sticks. Right. It's truth. All right. Strength and truth. All right. Say my name is Parker. Go ahead and say yeah, that. Your name is Parker. No, no. no. Say no, my, my name, name is, Parker. is Parker. Yeah. Hold. See congruent. So what you're doing is you're 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 congruent with that statement, meaning you're, the software that runs your, your body is not weakened by that, right? All right, so say my name is... is, is uh, uh, Pablo. Pablo. My name is Pablo. What the heck? Try it, try it, try it, try it, try it. See? You can't. It's, it's, there's a weakness that, 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 that influences, that your, your body gets weak in response to lack of truth, lack of congruence, lack of coherence. And so, um, so think of that protein powder. Okay. And I don't know, maybe this protein powder is good. I don't know. I, neither do I. No one knows. We don't know until we test, right? So let's try. Think of this protein powder. All right. Think about it and say, this is good for my body. This protein powder is good for my body. Oh, wow. oh man! It would be better. Thinking of them, it'd be better to have this protein powder than no protein powder. It would be better to have this protein powder than no protein powder. Okay. Okay. It would be better to have this protein powder than no protein powder. Wow! Better to not have protein that protein powder. 
It, now think of that really good protein powder. I don't know, like the whatever the ones you're like. Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've had like you had three any? different varieties. Three different varieties. Uh, think of the one that you that you felt might have been ideal. Okay, I'll do. It. I'll go with the one that tasted terrible, but it's probably better. <laughs> okay, try think of that. This protein powder is good for my body. The, the the coast protein powder is good for my body. Interesting. Body's not into the protein powder, I guess. <laughs> well, let's, that let's test protein powder in general. Protein powder. Um, there is a. Uh, uh, first of all, do I have your permission to access information in your field of frequencies? Oh yeah, yeah? I guess. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. The final reveal, right? Um, and so, so I'll ask your system: Is there any protein powder that's pre pre protein powder, soy protein powder, whey protein powder? I don't know. Rice. I think there's rice protein powder now. Um, so, body, would your body benefit from at the appropriate time rice protein powder? No. Would it benefit from soy protein powder? No. Would it benefit from whey, like high quality? organic whey protein powder yeah so your system could handle that it could assimilate it it could use it for its own benefit hmm. uh would, you, would your body benefit from pea protein powder no so whey you can try whey protein powder. that's the way to go <laughs> <laughs> no i mean that's that's actually funny because um of all the protein powders i thought of, i was i was like wait like of all of them the one i would prefer is whey because it's also known to uh, not taste like completely terrible. Yeah, like chalk, like you're drinking like like a yeah, liquid chalk. No, I mean, <laughs> no. So so this sure. this this one my mom bought that's plant based. I don't know what's in it. Mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, I, I I source my my protein powder from the highest quality store. It's called Grocery Outlet. Uh, <laughs> um, but but it tastes like like. Well, because some of these protein powders, they just kind of dissolve into it. and But this stuff, it doesn't really dissolve into your smoothie or your drink. And so it, it it's literally like you're drinking chalk. Yeah. And it's pretty terrible. So 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 now I know I just got to find uh, a high-quality whey, whey protein, protein powder. powder. Yeah. Okay, wait. Now now it, this is crazy. This is and crazy. Th this is, think about this is just one little example. There's so many ways that there's, there's, there's a, a wealth of information that you have that most people don't have access to, right? Because they don't know the language of, of, of muscle testing. And, um, yeah, it's, there's so much I want to, I want to share about it, but uh, do you have any more questions or? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have things to share, cause right now I'm just all ears. My mind is kind of blown right now. Okay. Um, well, if you think about it, what's the authority on the subject of of what's good for your body my body exactly your body your body really knows your body knows its own history it knows what it's um sensitive to and and there are books that are out there right you can look and see the various books there's probably thousands of books on diet and they all have their own formula for how to come to the things that are good that your body would benefit from eating however None of those sources, no matter how many credentials, no matter how many PhDs, no matter how many studies they've done on other people, none of them know what it is that your body actually would benefit from, would actually enjoy eating, could actually assimilate without any burden to the system. And if you have someone, a friend, you know, or, or a practitioner that can 
can, can communicate with that authority on your body and relay that information back to you. That's a, that's a tremendous treasure. That's, that's a, that's a valuable, uh, piece of information. So yeah, that's my, that's, that's yeah. one of the three things. I think I, I said initially there were three and I said two, and that was the third one is that I, with, with the, um, functional symmetry we can do is we can relay back to the person the minimum amount of things that you need to do in order to get what you want. Crazy. No. So, so, so for the people at home, I want you guys to, to do this for me, do this, right? What I just did earlier. And I want you to try to pull that apart and realize how strong that is. Yeah. It can be really strong. <laughs> and so, so, so I, I'm just like, 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 like it is strong. And so that's what I was curious about. I'm like, wait, is, is he just, is he just pulling harder? But I, I can't, it's very hard to do to, to pull hard enough to just separate. Mm -hmm. So God, that stuff blows my mind. That stuff is just crazy. You wouldn't, I, I, I think that we're conditioned by, um, by whatever you want to call it. Um, the modern, modern society yeah. to assume that, our, that, that, that we know nothing about ourselves. Oh my God, Parker, I think that is just a profound statement. It's so true. We're, we're, think about the authorities that are out there, right? The, and then back in the day, you know, with the, the Inquisition, etc. the Inquisition hasn't, um, the impulse of the Inquisition hasn't stopped. There's any authority that's out there, any guru or teacher or, 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 the American Medical Association, or you know, fill in the blank with whatever institution, their job is to claim authority. And the, the fact that your body knows your history, knows your chemistry, and is in the fact, how could it not? It's orchestrating you. It's yeah. creating this, it's taking matter in the form of food and water and sunlight, and then making you. Like that is, that requires such a degree of coordination and 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 a degree of consciousness that Absolutely. You, you can't you can't get a higher authority than your system and the frequencies that your system are is communicating using to communicate with itself absolutely and i think it's i think it's important to take some of the lessons of these of these experts and but 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 don't just trust it blindly so if like for because i'm getting into working out if someone says hey this is gonna do this for you like i'm, I'm gonna like like the best thing I can probably do for my system it, when I hear that this is going to have a positive impact is to try it and see. Mm -hmm. And, but if, and if it's something like, like diet based, I mean, we just showed how with muscle testing, you can, um, you can do some crazy things also. Cause I, I know that, that when my mom told me you could muscle test, I mean, who isn't going to be skeptical, right? It's Tr okay. Try it. Go, go grab. Um, okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me just, let me just give a preface here. All right. So when I was studying with my teacher, when I started trying to muscle test, I was wrong, 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 wrong. It took a lot to get to the state where my muscle testing, I, that I, it was accurate enough for me to feel confident in its results. So there's, there's a, there's a lot of, of, um, agendas that we have. There's things that there's assumptions that we have. And a lot of times those, these, these can be filters in between our, um, our actual 
the the result of yes or no based between on between ourselves and the truth. Yeah, and the truth exactly. So so there's there's a process of of increasing the state of impartiality. That there's a really important process, at least in my training. And and, and yeah, so I, no, I don't want to just so, say like, so, hey, so, yeah, just no, go no, muscle no. test well, and then no, it'll no, all be but, true. Well, and, yeah, and it's, absolutely. It's, a, it's but, still. But my my point yeah. is try it because what my mom has had us do is at the grocery store. Okay, grab go grab the uh, the processed bread. Yeah. And then go grab an organic apple. Okay. Hold the organic apple to your chest. Uh-huh. And then do just put out your yeah, arm and have someone push strong. it down. And that that I've actually that that is uh, it is just interesting because it will give you uh-huh. a like my point is yeah. don't don't necessarily go out there and live your life based on these results with, with, without but, training. But, but yeah. just go go and see the uh, the fact that this this your arm will go down you can resist as hard as you want but your arm will go down with the bread and it it's going to be a lot harder to push it down with the apple yeah um yeah and so that's that's something that's very interesting and it's just crazy it's yeah. just crazy and so you mentioned working out right yeah do you think your body would know exactly what workouts it would need in order for it to get the the uh to reach the end result that you're looking for so you can imagine for example you can get an image of you like i don't know how ripped you want to be you know like i don't know if you want to you know how whatever the level that is but there's a process that we could go through to ask your system what are the exercises what are the daily practices that you could do starting now that would get you to that state that's crazy yeah wow that's yeah it is man it is it is crazy how um informed the body is mm-hmm. like you want to talk about uh information as a whole the yeah. the most reliable information for what is true for your body like like if you if you break it down because i think when you say your body just knows it sounds a little crazy and a little arbitrary a little but arbitrary if, yeah but yeah. if you break it down and say okay so if you were to go to someone if you wanted to go and find out who was the expert on how this coffee cup works, okay? Well, your number one source is going to be whoever made this coffee cup. That makes sense, doesn't it? And so if yeah. you want to know how to get the result you're looking for, what creates that result is your body. And so if you and so if you find someone who is trained and knows how to ask those the right questions, right then you're you're gonna get if the person knows what they're doing you're gonna get good results and so i guess i guess the go ahead you me, let me let me tell you what's crazy right so so you've, we've got we've got supplements right there's a whole there's a whole industry built mm-hmm. around supplementation and these things that we take in order to um give us more more wellness more health and and in fact they're quite often really helpful, right? However, there's, there's often something missing in the equation of, of people who are testing and using muscle testing or, or whatever various methods to assess what supplements to take. Because what supplements to take and how much to take when is, is a really good use of muscle testing. But there's another layer you can use, which is you can say, hey, is there some friction? Is there some inefficiency in the body that's preventing the the uh the isolation of these materials let's say these these supplement of like vitamin c what have you is it it's good to take vitamin c right read all the literature yeah but maybe 
if you took a little time and you focused on talking with the master control system, which is what we call the part of the body that, or part of the consciousness that runs the body, if you talk to that part of you and you work through any resistance or friction or inefficiencies in the processes the body uses to, from taking food and isolating vitamin C, then you may not even need to take vitamin C. You simply upgrade the body. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's... it's it's. I, I think it's crazy to think about things like this. And it's interesting because you look at the world and you're actually thinking about it in the simplest, most... Uh, the way that makes the most sense. But the world has conditioned us not to think that way. For, for whatever those reasons may be, yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean that's that's a conversation for for a different day. But the we have been conditioned not to trust ourselves to to use a band aid solution like vitamin C on boosting your systems. But vitamin C, like if you're sick, it's probably good to just take some vitamin C mm-hmm. um, and give your body more to work with. I mean, there's but but if 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 you struggle from a deficiency in one of these categories yeah um the the doctor is just you know you know uh you know doctor dr martin mick doctor man is just going to uh, just is just going <laughs> to um give you a prescription for you know okay you're vitamin d deficient and vitamin c deficient take those two okay but if if there's if there are people that can go to the root and solve that issue, right. then that's a completely different game. It's a and, com- and, it totally opens up a whole playing field. And, exactly, it's a and different game. It, it is hard when you've been when when we've been raised in a society that tells us these people don't know what they're talking about and that this is fake. And I think it comes down to um, to reasoning and being able to. It almost comes down to the same way that you could have a Socratic conversation. Mm. It comes down to, to the way you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for, but I can't find it, so I'm just going to continue. Um, it comes down to, are you able to question what you've been told? Because if you can ask the questions, asking the questions is the only way to find the answers. And I think when it comes to your health, that should be your number one place to ask the, the questions. Mm. So if, if, you get, if you have some disease, right, and you go to, go to your, your Western health doctor and they tell you this, okay, okay, I wouldn't, don't blindly follow that. Okay, go over to, do, to a do, maybe go to doctors in Western and then go explore all of these other other methods that have been proven to work in some regard and hey you might talk to one of the people and be like oh this is fake or but at, but at least explore the possibility mm-hmm. don't blindly accept what anyone tells you i think that that is something that is a very basic principle that everyone should follow in life even mm-hmm. if it's someone you trust you should still question it yeah there's there's the um there's the the experience of well let me let me actually rephrase that because i think the reason that the work that i practice is is by and large and in, in the the whole body of of the the canon of this more alternative way of approaching the human health is dismissed is because those those in the more conventionally minded um professions they, they view the validity 
based on the aspect of reality that they are familiar with and believe in. And essentially there's, you can break reality into various components, but one of the, one, one component is, is the, the mass energy, right? The physical mass energy and the dynamics of electromagnetic waves and, you know, you know, mathematics and not really the mathematics, but, but, you know, physical matter, right? Now, if you dismiss the reality of subtle energy, because subtle energy is something that the only reason that what I do even works, because when you get into the more complex practice of, of my work, I do it long distance. I can test long distance. I can, um, yeah, I can present something with my mind to a person's system and, and test that. So the only reason that works is because there is a subtle energy dynamic that's happening with, with the body. So number one, they don't believe in subtle energy and that's still on the mass energy side of the street of reality, right? They also don't believe in consciousness really. Like if you really think, think about it, like most people who are scientifically minded or, you know, in medical establishment, whatever they, they view consciousness as like this, this illusion as a result of matter happening, but really consciousness and mass and the mass energy spectrum of subtle and beyond are aspects of reality that I acknowledge and that therefore I can, I can, I can interact with and I can relate to, and I can see a much more holistic picture of what is actually going on with a person's condition. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think this all comes down to, you got to go to war with your own ideas. This Mm. is something I've been taught time and time again, by mentors through my mentorship program and just through people I've met. You need to be Mm. able to attack your own ideas over and over and over until you've attacked them so much that you can be completely sure in your resolve. Mm. You need to be able, and so I think that it's very difficult to do. Attacking your own beliefs is one Mm. of the hardest skills to master because it is a skill and you have, and it is very difficult because if, if you've grown up your entire life believing that one plus one Mm. equals two, and someone comes along and says, no, one plus one equals three, and here's my perspective on why, mm. then you have to change your perspective of reality in order to explore that. Like, you have to change your fundamental view of reality to to even explore it, not even accept it. And so it is very difficult to do, and I am of the, and I believe that, that it is the most, one of the most important things you can ever do is question yourself more than you question anyone else. And I think that Mm. people do that on a insecurity level, but you have to do that on a belief level, which is a completely different game. It's a different intention. It's like, it's like the intention. My intention is to believe the truth, right? And if that's the intention, then, then there's a very different result from my intention is to look the best or my intention is to, uh, is to have people like what I think, right? If, if, if the truth is what you're, le- what you're after, which is, which is what my teacher, um, did for 40 years of his practice. And then he died and came back to life and got a huge download from wherever you go when you die. And, and then he's, he's been driven to find the truth. And that, that's what he shared with me is, is that pursuit of what's true. Like what's really true. You know, why, 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 why is the, why is this, why am I tired? Why am I unhappy? Why am I, um, 
why why am I why is it impossible for me to get over my ex? There's a whole <laughs> equations in our neurology that that can relate to something like that. And when you acknowledge the realm of consciousness and the realm of subtle energy as well as the physical, you can solve that equation pretty quickly. Like I was just at the psychic fair um, in Nevada City this last weekend, and this woman came to me, and she she was distraught because she couldn't she couldn't get over her ex. She knew that this was like a bad situation. This was like you know dynamics of 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 just abuse, but she was still just like really attached, and. Um, and what it ended up being, the dynamics behind that, if, if this is okay to share, is um, that the she had a she had a she was still trying to change him, and her subtle energy system was reaching out and trying to trying to kind of get a leverage on his system and changing him in some way. It doesn't really work, but that's often what we do when we don't think we can change someone physically is we're just not okay with who they really are. And then we try to change them. And then even after that relationship dissolves, there's still a part of us trying to change the other person. And so we, we addressed that. We looked at that. We looked at some of these beliefs and equations in our, in her subconscious that resulted in that. Um, and once we, once her system could see all of that, and it knew it was able to neutralize it and she was like in tears she got over it was like this huge deal and it was like five ten minutes crazy yeah it's yeah i mean i think that uh getting over the past is something that 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 is a a another skill you have to learn and it is interesting how your your mind can stay stuck somewhere totally and i i think all of the, a lot of this stuff just come in, comes down to knowing who you are, knowing how you deal with things, because you know what's needed mm-hmm. for for me to get over something or someone is going to be very different than what's needed for you. Because we I are find that to be true. we are fundamentally different people yes. with a fundamentally different mind, and so so you yes. have to know yourself yes. to the point of knowing how you function highly. And like me, okay, I learned. No matter how much sleep I get, if I get up at a good time, I will have a much better day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sleeping in till 10 is a net negative compared to getting up early. And so you have to know yourself. I couldn't have been intentional with my time if I didn't know myself well enough to mm-hmm. know how I needed to be intentional with oh, it yeah. and how I needed to structure my time because... Yeah, I mean, I, I realized, so so some people might find this weird that I wake up, okay, I get ready for my day, I shower, you don't know, eat, but the first thing I do after that is I edit a clip for my podcast, and those clips don't go out till 2 o'clock, but from 8 to 8.25, I am editing and getting mm-hmm. a clip done mm-hmm. because I love content, and so my day, like, awesome, like last night, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't gotten a clip out, right? And I was, I was just feeling drowsy. Like there was no way I could get anything done. Yeah. And then at, at, at six, I finished editing the clip. I put it out. Uh-huh. I kicked up right up into gear. Yeah. And I was tired because it would have been a long day uh-huh. and I hadn't had that mindset for the whole day. So uh-huh. I hadn't been able to keep going. I see. But, but, but still that, that, that strike of getting done that thing, it gave me the energy boost to to get ready for this podcast, to do the things I needed to do. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't know myself. That is so, so I just love how you're bringing this up, Parker, 
You know, the knowing yourself is, is incredibly powerful. Now, what, what often happens, what I notice with people is that they, they, they have many parts of them. So there's, there's a part of them <clears throat> and, and you do too. I mean, everyone has these multiple aspects of ourself, but let's say you, you want to, you want it have this clip for the podcast and that's a really high priority for you. And what, what can happen for some people is that they have, they have that as a priority, but then they, they switch gears and another part of them that comes out and that part of them is maybe of a, of a lower nature. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a part of them that's not as evolved as the higher aspects of their ultimate goals, but it'll pop up because there's something unresolved in earlier in life. And that, that part will come up and be triggered by something. It'll say, actually, I just want to, I need to eat cake right now, right? For whatever reason, right? Like, I, I can't do the podcast because I got to eat cake in this example of this individual. Well, why is that? You know, the addiction is a really big question. Why do people get addicted to whatever they're addicted to? And what I find is that when there, when there are, when there's unresolved dynamics from the past, like trauma, it could be trauma or it could just simply be some attachment that they have from, from when they were at an earlier age without that clarity in know, like you say, knowing yourself to the point where, Oh, I even know this part of me this part of me that really feels attached to these various weird things that aren't really good for me. Ultimately, once they know themselves there and they, there's a process I take people through called the agape process that, that helps them to love and accept that part of themselves and then feel the flow of life up through that, up through themselves, up through the, the, the compromised identity self that's lower and align it with the goals of the higher aspects of themselves. And in that process, they can feel integrated. They can feel whole and a great deal of the friction that we talked about earlier <clears throat> can be reduced. It's a really potent process. Yeah, it's interesting. I I'm not to the point where I know the cause of these little things, yeah, but yeah. but but I have gotten to the point where I know I can identify them and I know that for myself, mm -hmm. if I want to stay efficient, it's all about my mind telling me to be efficient before the day has even begun. It's about me mm -hmm. right before I go to bed scheduling things out. So I have this mental breakdown of of everything i need to do and and so when i get up i can tackle it and i've realized the best thing for me is to have a constant cycle of events you know and have things scheduled so if i'm going to take a take some time to hang out with my brother it's going to be in my schedule mm -hmm. so that i I, I'm okay. This is this isn't just me d going off and doing whatever because then I that lets my brain get distracted. Mm -hmm. This is an intentional point from this point in the day to this point in the day where I am spending time doing this. And so, and then the other thing for me is I I if I just love keeping things going. So it's okay. I'm gonna do this. Okay. Then I have a five minute break. Then I'm doing that. Then I have a you know maybe yeah. it's no break. Okay. Now I'm doing this. And now yeah. I'm doing this. And now I'm doing this. And the next thing I know is the next thing I know is it, it's only 2 p.m. and I've done everything I needed to do. And now I get to dive into the things that are like I, I like by if I can get to the point which I have been able to by 2 p.m. all of the number one priority things are done. 
And now I can dive into, okay, the side project, the other side project. And hey, there will be more responsive, more high priority responsibilities that come as, as, as my life goes on. But the entire point is that I've learned how to be efficient for me, but everyone, you've got to learn how to be efficient for you. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, I don't think, I, I don't think it's, it is a, um, a great thing that we have these, you know, resources that are like how to be efficient, how to, how, how to maximize your day. I think it should be, I, I don't think that have a giving a specific technique. It should be, okay, explore. Here's, here's 10 possibilities that mm -hmm. may work for you due to, you know, let's say these are the 10 that, that, you know, across the, the 10,000 people we surveyed, this is what works best for the most of them, these 10 but you may have to, you know, combine mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. cycle through them. But, okay, do test three days of this, three days of this, and three days of this, and and, and go through it. Mm -hmm. but, I think, but I think for me, it was just through my mentorship program, struggling with efficiency there, and then getting, and then the last few months being really focused on the podcast, but figuring out that really I only need to spend an hour and a half on the podcast max per day then that I was spending four hours on it. Mm -hmm. And then taking that time and being like, you know what? I'm laying in bed. It's like midnight. And you know you know that spark you get in the middle of the night when you just lay there and you're yeah. like, I want to go take all the work. I want to go run a marathon. Well, I think there's something to that. I think it has a little bit to do with the regret of your day because uh -huh. when I get everything done with my day, I can just go right to sleep. Uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. no, actually, I can't. That's a lie. Um, I, I My mind is running like, oh, I want to do this tomorrow, but uh -huh. it's not I want to get up and do this right now. It's, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to schedule out my... See, that's one thing I think is powerful for me is doing it right before I go to sleep. It's the last thing I do. I mm -hmm. schedule out my day. Hey, the screen time right before I go to sleep, probably not the best, but it works for me. And and it, it gives me that intentionality to not be laying in bed thinking of all the things I need to do now. If I think of something I need to do, I grab my phone. And if I don't, if, if I don't want to actually schedule it in, I'll, I have a checklist. So I have my schedule and then I have a checklist of things that I can substitute in during the free times of my day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I schedule that time in. And, and, and so, so I, I throw that in there. Um, and, and so I think that, um, where, where was I? Where, where, where was I going? Where was I before that? I was well, I'm not sure, but, but I'm really curious about something that you mentioned that you said a few times about your mentorship. And I, I got to tell you, like I, I uh, the mentors that I've had in my life have been absolutely instrumental in me becoming who I am today and someone that I respect and value. And so what has mentorship been meant for you? Like, how has that experience? Yeah. Been? So, so a couple of different things. First off, I am a member of a program called Apogee Strong. I've talked about it like on every podcast episode I've done, yeah. um, I joined that in May of 2021, and it was a year-long program. I graduated, and I got to stay in the program as a battle squad leader who leads accountability calls on Sundays. And through that program, um, the the found that that um, program was co-founded by um, Tim Kennedy and Matt Boudreau. They, uh, Matt Boudreau has been in education for was in the education game for years and years and years, you know, mm -hmm. worked at Stanford, worked at all these high level universities. And then he eventually left that to start um, schools in the Acton network. Have you heard of that? Um, it is a project based learning um, education system, mm -hmm. which 
is fundamentally different and it it builds much more leadership but then um eventually he talked to um Tim Kennedy about creating a mentorship program for young men and that's what Apogee Strong is they 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 recently launched a dads program and they're working on launching a program for young women mm. but that that program is um through that program, I've gotten gotten the incredible mentorship from Matt, and Tim has a bunch of other things going on, so we don't mm-hmm. get to talk to him very much. But I've gotten to a lot. We have, but we have weekly calls every single Friday, where the first hour of that call we have a guest mentor. I mean, I got to talk to Jeff Hoffman, who is a billionaire, on that, and mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that's been one of my main experiences. But my other experiences, which has been really valuable to me, is a friend my parents made when they were in network marketing by the name of Rodney Farrell. Rodney works in the digital marketing space, but his entire goal is just to provide value to people. He's a business genius. He's taught me, he, he taught me something that completely changed my mindset around how business functions. And he has been one of my biggest mentors because a lot of the things he does, I feel the need and want to emulate in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I I used to do something with him a couple times a month. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I got to go with him on a trip to San Francisco to meet with a lady, got to sign an NDA, which is pretty fun. But we did, and so I've been working with him there, and my my experience with mentorship has been nothing short of incredible. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the podcast too. guests I've had yeah. on, I actually met through the Apogee program, and it, it has just... It has changed my life, revolutionized how I thought of who I was Mm -hmm. and how I looked at the world. And every mentor has had their own unique impact. And it's it's been incredible. My my journey with mentorship has been nothing but amazing. Yeah. And so how how what's the youngest someone can join this? I think it's like like uh, somewhere around twelve. Twelve, yeah. Yeah. And then I think the oldest guy to be in it is like twenty five, but he, he finagled his way in. You mm-hmm. you wanna hear this? This is an interesting story. Um so the he's a young man named Aditya. I had him on the uh the third episode of my podcast where we dove into um Eastern uh religious stuff. It was really crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a really great episode. But he he found out about the program. He's out in India mm-hmm. through like Instagram, watching like Matt and hearing about this stuff. And he he enrolled his brother because he was too old. And then um, he just started doing all the challenges uh-huh. and all of the all of the the things that are a part of the mentorship program. Uh-huh. And then eventually uh, he, he had his brother just ask Matt if if he could be enrolled as a member. And man, he's one of the most like incredible people mm-hmm. you will meet at his age he wakes up at 5 a.m every day mm-hmm. and he's gone he's been he's done some a crazy journey where he's got he did like a all sorts of crazy things going to mm-hmm. um monasteries and stuff just doing crazy stuff out out in india and i'm gonna talk to him sometime this week i haven't talked to him in a bit cool. but really Good. really interesting guy Good. um yeah awesome and he finagled his way in that's one of my favorite things to to talk about especially just because he's so incredible and like one time matt couldn't make it to a call and you know who matt picked to host the call instead of him was aditya it was awesome neat well how, do you know what time it is it is eleven ten. okay cool nice good good to know i was a little nervous there i didn't want to miss my next appointment um we're good um yeah yeah the the potency of, of finding someone that you trust 
And for me, it was someone that I trusted more than myself. Cause I knew, I think my saving grace is that I knew I was full of shit. Like I was just like, I, I, I wanted to pretend like I had all my, everything figured out and, and growing up it, I just knew that that wasn't true. So when I found someone who actually, actually like knew more than I did and something I cared about learning, I just surrendered to that process and I, I listened to them and I followed their advice and if, and, uh, that's, that's how we, that's how I was able to get beyond the limitations that I had at the time, you know, uh, yeah. is, is trusting and following advice from someone else. Yeah. That that's worthy of that trust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, for me personally, I, I, I swear I, I, this stuff comes up on every podcast. I tell this, I, I think I tell this to, to like every single episode because people ask me about the mentorship program. So my journey into mentorship, I had done some work with Rodney like five, five years ago, you know, doing a little work with him when I was little because we, we just work similarly. We have similar personalities. We're both very upbeat and, mm-hmm. and he's one of my favorite people to be around and, but my real me- mentorship journey started, my mom found out about the Apogee program, and she asked me if I wanted to enroll, and I, I said to her, sure. I said, sure, whatever. Whatever, sure. So, so I, <laughs> she said, hey, Parker, Great. here's, let's do here's, it. <laughs> here's the website. Let, take a look and let me know if you want me to enroll you. Mm-hmm. I said, sure. Little did I know how impactful that would be, and it's interesting for me to look back because mm-hmm. one thing that's come with my intentionality with my time is intentionality with the people I spend my time around. Mm-hmm. I don't have friends of my age, really. I have one friend who lives in Wisconsin that I met through the Apogee program. He is my one of my he's my only really close friend who is mm-hmm. my age. My my the people I enjoy hanging out with most are twenty nine and forty two, and so uh, that mm-hmm. that intentionality has come has 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 come through that. And it's interesting to look back at myself at that Mm -hmm. time and being like, before I joined that program, I was probably one of the people that I would choose to cut out of my life today. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'll, I'll give you a download on, on some, some interesting things that I've learned. Cause you mentioned intentionality a lot. And, um, there's a, there's a model of looking at the world that, um, that is, is kind of popularized by Ken Wilber who has synthesized, he's a guy that has synthesized the different, um, uh, different information and maps of reality from, from ancient, you know, the ancient, uh, Tibetans to, to, um, to all kinds of different, uh, uh, wow, gosh, psychology, you name it. He has attempted to synthesize the valuable insights in it, into this program, into this, um, map of reality. And so, so uh, Ken Wilber talks about how how there's there's these these three um, degrees of subtlety, right? So the first is the one we're familiar with. It's concrete. So there's this concrete reality. It includes the electromagnetic spectrum. It includes hard things. It's, it includes our bodies and the physical reality that most people. It, it's hard to deny that that exists. Then there's this next layer, which is the realm of dreams, and it's actually uh, it's, it's the consciousness. There's a consciousness associated with it that shows up in our dreams and it's, it's, it's called the subtle or the astral, right? Yeah. And then beyond that is, is a realm that when I experience it is because I've done some, some meditative practices that have supported me in, in, in 
being able to sense and experience my reality through the lens of the causal. It's called the causal plane. And what it, it feels like, it's like, it's like there's a realm that is pure light and yet there's nothing for the light to bounce off of. And so it looks black, but it's, it's a pregnant with, with potential. It's the realm of pure potential, right? Nothing actual, just potential. And what happens is when, when we interact, when we, when we hold an intention long enough, that intention influences this realm of pure potential. And that, that intentionality that you speak so much of, what, what could be happening is, is that, that you're holding an intention for, for something to occur. And what that intention does is it draws the infinite potential energy out of that realm and into the realm of your dreams. And then you're, you're writing, you're, you're articulating, you're imagining. So your imagination is getting clearer and clearer about what it is that you want and how to make that happen. And then through your actions and your schedule, you're bringing that dream into reality. And so you're starting with this pure potential and intention, and you're bringing that into more and more concreteness until it hap- until it lands in the reality of your experience. Interesting. And it's interesting because it is kind of a closed loop where the intentionality cre- helps to create the dream. Yeah. But then the intentionality helps bring the dream back into reality. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's your it's that effort. You're using your your physical energy to to um, to do your part, and and the the subtle the subtle energy uh, influences the experience of us on a physical plane. And so there's there's all kinds of synchronicities that people call them. And I think what most people think of synchronicity is it's probably there's there's more to it than most people are uh, aware of. Um, And yet that is a dynamic that does happen is is bringing from your intention into reality in a way that would seem impossible if there wasn't some kind of 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 force operating on the world we experience behind the scenes. Yeah. And you hear about that a lot. And the term that's thrown around is manifestation manifestation. And, and of course it takes your physical waking, you wake up in the morning and you do things. And that's part of, that's part of the process. Absolutely. So I, I think that, that the, the secret and the, the, the different people who talk about manifestation, they do so from a, almost a naive place because the, many of them don't acknowledge the work and the effort and the sweat and the struggle that it takes to actually make things happen in the physical concrete realm. Absolutely. And I think it almost comes yeah. down to, uh, so I was talking to a guy on the podcast by the name of Anthony Trucks, a former NFL player, now one of the a keynote speaker who's just absolutely incredible. And what he talks about is the dark work you do and 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 the tough things you do. And 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 his his whole thing is that you've got to do the work in the dark, the hard things, the hard work in order to shine in the light. But I think and I think that comes down to the fact that you know that most of the time the hard work you do no one's going to see. No one's going to see that. When you look at, you know, some successful businessman, you're just like, oh, everything's easy because you're so successful, right? But what but what right. a lot of people fail to see is the yeah. the dark nights, the sleepless nights, the dark days that they spend working to where they are. And so I think it comes down to the fact that that even with that that realm of mm-hmm. of pure potential, no one sees the work you you do to release that potential yes. they only see the potential that is released yes yes 
Yes. And it, it's, it's awe-inspiring when it's, when it, when one does see it. And yet there's, there's, it takes both because what it wouldn't have happened without the intention and, and the clarity of, of the, the possibility of it wouldn't be possible without having a strong and consistent enough intention. So I, I think Parker, that the way that you're approaching intentionality is, is something that is, 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 is going to do nothing but good for you and the people that you care about and the people you influence. It's really, it's really a, a, an incredibly powerful place to start. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to like see, you know, talk to these super successful people. And here's the thing. This is one thing that I say, get in the room with successful people. Get in that room, what, however you need to do it. I heard a story um, from, from a guy who's quite controversial, but, um, but, I, but I heard a story and he was talking about there was this guy out on the streets in Romania who, who, uh, who asked him if he could take photos of his nice car, right? Mm -hmm. And then after he took the photos, he showed the photos to the guy and, and said to him, uh, would you like me to email the photo, email you the photos? And the guy was like, no, I'm good. But then, but then he, and then he decided to ask the guy, cause he's doing this all for free. Why are you at, why are you taking photos of these super nice cars for people? And he's like, because then I have all the emails of all the wealthy people in Romania. <laughs> And, and that was his way of getting in the room. And I was lucky enough through the Apogee Strong program yeah. to get into the room with, with these highly successful people mm. I get to talk to every week. And so, and, and I think one of the things that's so powerful is, is the power of being around these people because you could be completely unintentional about it. You could just happen to be in the room. But the fact of the matter is the people you're around shape who you become. And so if you're around a yep. bunch of successful people, mm -hmm. your chances of being successful in your own life is so much greater because of the fact that your subconscious, oh, not yeah. even consciously, if you're intentional about it, then it's even crazier. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. your subconscious absorbs the information it receives and and it yeah. and and it turns that mm -hmm. into reality. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. And I think I think I'm all done with the time I have available yeah. to talk. So man, thank but you man, so much I'm for coming so, on here. So this glad to so come, great. Parker. It's just great to to yeah. see you. And what an example of of youth and of 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 setting one self in a direction of success at a young age. That's that's that is. Um, there, there, there are so many struggles that, that people set up for themselves down the line because of what the choices that they're making at your age that are different from the ones you're making. So you're going to have an easier um, time because of the software, the human software that you're building right now. So yeah, many people build maladaptive software in their, in their teenage years and, and the software you're building is one of success and it's just great to witness. I'm Thanks, man. privileged to, uh, yeah. to, to be a, um, uh, a witness to to that journey and to to see it firsthand. Well Thank done. you so much. Yeah. Thanks Thank so you much. guys at home for watching. I've been talking to Gabriel Moss, and this has been the Conversation Station. Mm -hmm.